Good morning, Radio Old Podcast. I'm sitting here making notes, like literally as we started up. So, uh, Chris, how's it going? It's going good. Um, good. It's it's Wednesday morning. Uh, you know, eight o'clock for us folks on the Pacific Coast, and uh, we're we're getting going this morning. Guys on the East Coast are saying, "Hey, man, half my day's already completed." You know what the hell? I, I know, but let let's let's be honest. Those of us on the on the West Coast, we still get more done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've been to Jersey before. Uh, pretty hardcore. So, hey, so this is a, a cool, this is one of the most, uh, I, it's one of the most, it's not one of the most difficult podcasts to put on, but it's like, there's, we're just talking about it right now, right? It's like five hours of stuff and 45 minutes to an hour. And it's something that a lot of people, we always talk about leadership, but we don't talk about followership. And it's so important for people to get those two down, but people put it, they get it in the wrong direction because people always want to come out and born leader, you know, lead, right. don't follow. And, and it, it's, it's kind of true. I mean, you do want to be, a, you become a leader, but at different points, but to be a good leader, you got to know how to follow. Everybody's going to follow. Right. And so the other part of this cool thing is who we got here. So we got our class, second class for, for May. We had two of these this month, um, yep. which demands there. We yes. do it. Uh, but I'm glad I went on. When's the next time I have to do a double? This October. has been, a new, yeah, October. I, I got you a little break, so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So this month, I haven't had a. Uh, uh, we had the one day. So we had a, a, a five day earlier in the month okay. connected yeah. to a one day because we had to shift that. I had this search and rescue training coming up. Right. I had before that. I had a military training. Then in between that, I had my AT within the guard. Then I came. Oh back and, and and rested for two days repacked and went to a SAR training that was military and civilian based then i came back to this this week next week in a couple days our our daughter darren she graduates kind of a rough topic for me right now i'm having a really <laughs> rough, rough time um she was going out today and my dog and i we took her up my dog for a walk and just as she's leaving school and I'm just watching her car go down the road, and I look down, and Boomer's just watching her car go down the road. It's kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then next week we take off for the UK. Um, so let's get rolling because we've got a lot to cover. So before I do that, I want to have these guys come up, and they're going to introduce themselves. So you guys just look at the camera. You know, Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? That means you too. Come on, get up here. And so I'm going to kneel down. Not that it's that hard. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to get out of the way. And so you guys come up. Get in here. Get in here. Come on, yeah, everybody. Come, come on up. You can't see yourself. They can't see you. So punch in. Act like Jump you guys. So, okay. so this this is this is our main class, and we're going to start right. Chris, Chris is the intern mentor. This is not so introduce yourself. We'll go right down the line. Where are you from? Talk nice and loud, guys. Who are you? Yeah, you got a screen. Yeah, I'm Christian Ramos. I'm detailing for like almost ten years. Cool. I'm coming from Anaheim. And I, I have a couple bands. And and this is just hint hint. Let me find it. Oh, yeah. When you come, yeah. you know, pastries. Pastries are, you know, it gets you an A in class. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. I'm Wayno. I'm an aircraft detailer in uh, automotive detail. Cool. Where's, where are you from? Nashville. Okay. I'm John Eberly, and I'm from Auburn, Nebraska. Cool. Dave Conroy, Incline Village, Nevada, Lake Tahoe. Scott Bechtel, Virginia Beach, Virginia. There you go. All right. Cool. Good to have you guys. It's cool. Thank you. All right. Let's jump into this, man. So today's part of one, it's, it, this is going to uh, lay out some knowledge and, and facts. 
that a lot of people just don't they don't practice it you know again we're we're tuned when we're entrepreneurs or if you're on a sports team or or military is you know leaders 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 but really like this training i just went through these are the top performers within and and, and what we do is we're trained i mean there's so, so much stuff they went in basically something really bad goes in our team we're a really small team maybe me is going to go into a community and i'm going to come in with a fancy uniform on and if um if i'm practicing leadership it's gonna be a real problem because i'm going to have a mayor and i'm going to have a police chief and i'm going to have a fire chief and i'm going to have public works and all these different things and if i come in here you know all flared up cobra up and try to take over that's not helping anything but if i come in and i'm a servant how can i help you these are the resources we've got tell me what you need is is that a leader yeah it is it's a leader that understands followership and it, it, it's a person it takes a very strong person to master both but here is i want to point out is you got to start mapping followership first and i'm going to give you some hints here's some things when i know somebody hasn't mastered follower i'm going off the script a little bit this is one of the few times we have a big script is a they have conflict they have conflict with um their staff is that if they have a high turnover and they're barking orders if they're not laughing at their staff if by their help wanted ads um, all of that i can tell a lot if a person's just simply skipped the followership part of learning and went right to trying to be a leader it is it is obvious Here's the thing I want to get apart uh, across is when you're when when you when you study and you start to master followership, what happens is is that's going to help you with your customer base, okay? Because when you get in front of a customer, again, cobra up, take a command position, and you're going to lose a lot of battle, especially with women, okay? And believe it or not, you get a guy that is my age and you start posturing to me. It's just the wrong message. I don't need, dude, I don't need that. I don't care what age you are. I don't need that. I don't want that, you know? But if you, you know, if you take and you're humble and I can see you're following my lead, I'm telling you as a customer, I'm telling you as a community member, I'm telling you as a family member, you know, hey, man, this is kind of what I need. And you're listening. Is That's pretty, that's, that's pretty badass, you know? It's pretty badass. And so you, th these are things that if you're going to, and, and being a leader, a lot of people think, you know, they're going to be an industry leader. They're going to be a leader in their company. Listen, once you, if, if you're barking out orders and you've got conflict within, within, within your ranks, you know, of your company is uh, like the military. I'm a leader, but it's not my company. Right. And, and listen, and this is a slide I want, I want, I want Chris to pull this picture up real quick is that i had a colonel tell me early early on uh this when i was a little boy is that he told me that everybody salutes somebody and if you look at this president president reagan he's what is he doing he's saluting somebody and so you know to be a great leader to make it to that office even the, the presidents all of ours and i just picked this guy out because i like him you know 
and it was the, my first presidential vote, you know, back in those days, Mondale versus right, Reagan, right. you know? And so when that, when that Colonel told me that, and this is when I was a young, young, young boy going into manhood, right? Teenager still, I still had a teen is when he told me that I was like, Oh my God, that's true. I mean, you're never, the boss knows when to not be a boss. And so I thought that was really interesting. So, hey, so small talk. Uh, this week's training, we introduced these guys. They they had the uh, Wrath of Diane yesterday. Uh, they go into Wrath of uh, Yep. They had a long day. Uh, but, you guys, great job. I came in and looked at these interiors. Today, amazing day. Sanding, 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 wet work, headlights, you know, coding. I mean, we go into so many cool things. It's not that that wasn't cool, but we go into another layer of cool things. Yeah, so, you know, um, past couple of weeks, man, I mean, this has been, I'm on the back, I'm on the front side of Everest climbing it schedule-wise right now. I'm just about ready to peak. You know, about next Thursday, Friday, I peak out, then I start slowly kind of going down to a nice schedule, again, and it's, it's going to be really enjoyable. Uh, so, hey, Chris, let's jump into this a little bit. Let's talk about meanings and stuff like that. Hey, what's on this shirt? Is this a new one or is this an old one? Oh, it's an old one. You know, I haven't bought any in a while. Um, the closet's full, but uh, Lamborghini Mira, that's one of, you know, probably the most beautiful car in the world, in my opinion. So I would, uh, I'd love to have one of these someday. <clears throat> so we're going to come out. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, it was the 60s. It was the 60s. Wow. Very, very advanced for its time, for sure. Transverse yeah. mounted B12, I think, in the back. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Well, hey, am I breaking up or are we okay, Chris? Uh, you were breaking up a little bit there. You yeah, tend we to, were. right now, your, your signal's a little low. Huh. That's not good. That's not we'll, see, we'll, see how, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll just jump into it. So let's go. All right. So let's well, go into know, the. Yeah, I was, I was going to jump in real quick. You know, the, the title of this, we got a word in there uh profound and um you know when when you start thinking about that profound you know the definition is like very great or intense so you know you could replace this title realizing the very great success within your life or realizing the the intense success within your life you know um but but there you go that's that's what it means you know and profound people are intense people yeah, absolutely. You know, we're going through disc training right now. All you know, all the leadership of our group, right? You and me included. And it's really it's cool to see the different personalities and how to how to interact with each other. But a lot of people, you know, profound. What's profound? Listen, I'm I'm, I'm never going to be a billionaire. Not not on my not on my wish list. Not on my bucket list. Not on never has been. Um, I know a lot of billionaires, and I've seen what they've given up. It's hard enough to become a millionaire versus a billionaire. That's a lot of zeros on there. Um, but profound success can be found. It's not about money. It's not always about money. It's you've got to go into freedom of lifestyle, of being happy, of doing what you love, of of, of not being tied down to a ball and chain, the J-O-B, you know? Um, even though your company, I mean, Chris came to, you know, lifestyle. Hey, man, Chris comes in. Yeah, I'm going to get this position and you know we're gonna live and and, and uh hadn't quite happened yet he's just you know met is is, is his foot's on the accelerator and 
you know, now I've got to pump his brakes, you know, because he just doesn't know how to put the brakes on. Uh, although I think we need to reenact that that Top Gun video that you sent me. I think I, I saw a lot of similarities there, buddy. You know, I saw a lot of similarities in that. You know, so I'll show these guys later in the week. But when you get here, but that was funnier now. Um, but you know what? You're right, Chris. Is that it? It is. It's greater intense. It's it's and, and, and intense people don't have to be obnoxious people. You know, the most obnoxious people are people that have taken the leadership role without having a followership role. Is because if you don't know how to be a follower, you're not going to be an outstanding boss. And it's not just about employing people. It's connections. It's people. It's all these different things. And so now when people think about profound success, they think about the obvious things. Here's what the average person thinks about, okay, within that. Chris, do you want to cover that list real quick and go through yeah, kind so, of? Yeah. You know, the, the average person, you know, they think about some of the things we touched on already. Income, wealth, getting famous, uh, building a big empire, um, you know, having a fancy house and, and you know, a Lamborghini Mira maybe, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> fancy jets and yachts and all all that kind of stuff you know um you know and and you even threw a couple notes on here i like this one quick success because they are just plain bitching <laughs> exactly it if people just think because they're bitching yeah. is this just gonna happen right. overnight man hey I, I was that kid i sold my first business I said detailing small little stuff man i've got this figured out i just made ninety six thousand dollars you know i thought i was bitching right man i'm gonna get rid of this job this 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 ball chain detailing thing but if it was this easy to make this much money in this i'm 19 years old just think what i'm gonna be like when i'm 25. guess what i was doing when i was 25. Going, holy shit, this shit's hard this is no joke there's a little bit of luck and because i was really cute and I was a youngster, I kind of succeeded with that. Now that I'm an adult, it's that, you know, that that whole cuteness factor is gone, you know, and people just start throwing money out and hold on. I got it. I got bills. What the hell is this about bills? It's really easy when you're living at home to make it. And that's a great starting point. I think everybody should, if you're going to jump into it, man, keep your bills lowest, you know, is that it? it's, it's just funny your perception as you as you mature. Now, some of you deep thinkers, the next level, some of you next level are going to think about this: is courage, fear, dedication, epic levels of brain work. I, I love that because let me tell you, all the hard work if you're going to really succeed is your mental work is going to outpower these. It really is. Is that typhoon levels of hard work? These are going to have to go over this for years. You're going to have to just get in there and dig. I don't care if you're in the insurance business. I don't care if you're in the detailing business. I don't care if you're if you're building vehicles. Is that it's hard work and you're going to have to dig. Widespread knowledge of business finances. This is one that everybody misses. Okay. I have taken more business finance classes than I can count. I still study business finance is because everything changes every year and at every platform you reach is there's a new challenge. 
And so those are some things. So so now, Chris, let's talk about the, the two to three percenters, the rare, the, the really rare thinkers. That's where this, that's exactly where the title comes from on this, is that you've got profound, the profound visionaries. And you, we had a kid in here on a one day, 16, I was telling you guys about him. He's a profound thinker. He's not a profound success story yet, but this kid is 1%. 1%. And they're out there. And here's, I don't care what, you know, I really think I was born with some gifts. I was born into some gifts. Is This is going to sound crazy. My dad leaving. One of the biggest gifts that God ever gave me. Why? Not, not because what you think is because it taught me to be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. It taught me to deal with, 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 with adverse situations of getting picked on. Another one, Chris was bragging on me before he came and being short. Right. I, <laughs> I've never visioned myself at five foot eight. Right. When I think of myself and I take pictures, I think I'm as tall as the two tallest dudes a year. <laughs> and then I see a picture and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not. You know? Is it's, and it's not that I want to be. It's just my self-image. I've never restricted myself from size. I was a special ed kid. That was, I'll tell you, other than my wife, my children, my dogs, my horse, my friends, biggest gift ever gave me. Was not a gift in fifth grade when it happened. Was not a gift. Getting beat up, getting teased, you know, all that. But it turned into something profound. Why? Is I was a follower. And I started having to master following at a very young age. But I also had to master getting into a leadership role and pulling through the crowd and get into that pole position somehow. And, and so you've got to figure that out. So why is that a gift? Because I think some people that weren't born in those situations, a lot of people can coast a little more. I never could. If I coasted, it was trouble. And for a guy like me, coasting is not good. I would have been a complete failure had I been born into a perfect situation. So Chris, let's go over those two to three percenters as I call them. Yeah. You know, you, you meant, you mentioned uh, that 16 year old at training, but you know, we had uh, Arthur on last week on the podcast, you know, 15 years old. He's another, another profound thinker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, same, same thing is his success still lies ahead of him. But yeah, no, you're exactly, we met that guy. 15 years old, he was he, he was he wasn't quite that age yet. We met him down at Mark Elliott's place, right? Yeah, he was he was still 14 when we met him. Yeah, and so this kid comes in, and I'm like, Mark introduces us, and this kid's just got it. I mean, this kid is just swimming in profoundness. You know, you can just see it from a mile away. But here's the, the, the let's look at this: is that leadership isn't born or mastered without challenges. Leadership is not, you can't harvest good leadership without good fo followership. Okay. And it sounds nuts, but you can't is that your outlook has got to be this. You've got to take and to move ahead to good leadership. You've got to enter, not only learn followership and master it and be comfortable with it. You've got to be able to come in and out of it. You've got to be a leader that has empathy that comes down to the followers. You got to be able to take and be a leader that knows what the follower struggles are. You got to be a leader to know when you've got a great follower or toxic follower. You know, we're all going to have toxic customers. It's kind of a follower, right? 
is you've got to be uh, know, know the, the win of getting rid of that 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 toxic toxicity. Yes. You've got to get it gone. You got to get it out of your life. And so, with that is we move as we move into part two next next week next Wednesday is that going into leadership. Think about that. Think about that. You've got to take how have I been so concentrating on becoming a leader that I forgot how it is or the or, or what it is or what it means to be a follower. So Chris, let's talk about leadership and, and some of the characteristics of leadership. Well, you know, um, well, le leadership or actually fo followership, right? So, followership. <laughs> not a problem. so like, like leadership, followership is, is best understood with a, with an explanation, right? They're followers of character and commitment acting to support the needs and goals of the team. So, you know, go moving beyond that, you know, like effective followers are usually independent, critical thinkers. Um, they work well with others. Um, they're, they're solid in their understanding of the, the goals of the group and, you know, the, I guess the mission of the group and, uh, they don't hesitate to bring their concerns to, to leaders, right? They're, they're going to speak up. They're going to, they're going to voice their concerns, maybe even their opinions uh in in the with the goal of benefiting the team absolutely and, and you know a, a perfect example of that is just you know last night i'm putting this together my boss in the guard is calling me and she well, her and i are talking and we were talking about that how, how our unit you know has got such a great group of people that that's we've got we've got the majority of people in our group are exactly that but then we've got some the next list conformist in our ranks so that brings some other challenges because if you're okay so if you share your opinion and you're out there and you're thinking ahead you're thinking about how to push the group ahead are you hurting or helping the leadership you're you're helping them but when you have conformist so chris go over this conformist list if you have yeah. conformist so conformist are you know they're yes people right um you know to put it in layman's terms, they're butt kissers. So, you know, they're they're gonna they're they're gonna carry out the mission, but they're always gonna say um, the things that they think that the leaders want to hear, right? Or that they want them to what what they think the leaders want them to say. And you know, they're they're gonna depend on the leaders uh, for the direction. They're not gonna be able to think critically, make you know, make their own decisions put up their own ideas, that kind of thing. Perfect example of this is we kind of had a shit show a couple weeks ago when we we're on our training for a couple days up, up there on, on, on base, right? So the big day, you know, the big day, all the bars and stars are coming in. We're out on our horses. And so we had this all orchestrated when they came up. So we turned the horses and went right towards all these generals, colonels, majors, all this stuff, right? And we got to and we divided and we surround them with our horses, not in an offensive way, but in an impressive way. So then we took and we, we we formed back up and we took the horse back over and then three of us turned around, went back to 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 ask to answer questions that the senior leadership may have. So the first thing that happens is our tag, which is three stars, okay, comes up to me and he goes, Hey Doyle, good to see you. You know, how you guys going? Hey man, how's how's the training been? You know, has it been has it been worthy? Okay, now if I was a conformist, I would have said, General, been awesome. Right. 
Okay? It wasn't. And my boss, my direct boss and his boss are standing right behind a three-star. And they're looking as soon as the guy comes to me, and they're looking and both their eyes closed because they know right then and there, where am I on the followership chain? Yeah. So I said, well, you know, General, after the shit show was corrected by our team, the 26 mob, we got it in. We got it in check, and we're having a great time. But up until that point, sir, it pretty much sucked. Exact words. Yeah. And he goes, wow, okay. He says, I want to hear what went down. Okay? Not what the other two guys wanted to hear. Right. But in the long run, what happened is we went in and corrected a bunch of mistakes, and we shined. We looked good. Okay? We looked good. And a lot of the other units, and, and we didn't know. You know, there's 300 people there. A couple of the other units did the same thing we did. They improvised on their own because we had good leadership. Yeah. We respect our leader, and we made it work. The other, the other ones that have did, don't have good follow, followership were an absolute mess because they don't respect their leader. They've got some tox, toxic people in it, and it goes right into this. Passive followers. Let's go over this. Passive followers are alienated followers. Now, this may be because of something that you did. And here's, here's the good, good or bad news, is even if you did do something, they think you did. So these are festing wounds in organizations, either created or implied. Um, they criticize. They never really provide depth and solutions, but are quick to judge those in leadership and take shots instead of assist. Okay? Those are some crew. The support is selective, most often only to follow, follow the other festering team members. So what do they do? They become pack animals. Yeah. They sit at the water cooler. You ever heard of those discussions? Yes. I remember my short time in, in corporate America. Man, the drama. Woo, I stayed as far away from that as possible. Why? What job to do? That wasn't part of it. So is and then the passive followers are cheap. They're not active. They want to belong, but don't want to earn it and pay to play. They they're paying to be a part of whatever you are, okay? Not necessarily a bad thing, but not necessarily a good thing because they could, if you're not careful, they're gonna go into the alienated followers pretty quickly. Now, some aren't. Some are just gonna, some are observers. Those are good followers. But now you can see is you gotta start developing your followership as, as a leader so that you can, you can spot these things and know the difference between these personalities. So key points about fo followership, honor followers. If you've got followers, if you can't pay right, you, you shouldn't be hiring yet. If you if it's the if it's the wrong if it's the wrong butt in a good seat, you just need a warm body. It's dangerous. Okay, is a follower has a common purpose with the leader. Okay, they understand the intent, they understand the mission, they understand the direction. And they're gonna they're gonna help us all get here, okay. And when I say all, Krishna could be one per it could be a part time person. Listen, let's huddle, okay. You and I, you know, it's Chris, yeah. Diane. We're a small team. Then we got Team Double Black. We got Mafia. We got the board. But it blooms out to hundreds of people, yeah. hundreds. If you look at it that way, right? So mm -hmm. believes in what the organization is trying to accomplish. Huge. What are we trying to accomplish? What's What's your goal? Do they know it? They better. They better. Wants both the leader and the organization to win, to succeed, to push ahead, to be the best. Okay. Now you're starting to see what's 
okay, what, what do I have among my people? Are they that? Has the courage to assume responsibility. Doesn't ask for it. Doesn't overpower you. But says, man, that's something that I can do that I'm just going to go ahead and do and take off. His or her's place. That's massive. Has the courage to serve. One of the best things that ever happened was that we did a lot of volunteer stuff when we were running the shops. And I love to see my guys just show up to help out. I'd never put the pressure on for them to do it. But I always knew who my great, great team members were because they just did it. Yeah. And they bought into it and they saw value in it. Is the courage to challenge. Challenge you as a leader. Challenge you as a follower. Challenge other staff members. Challenge themselves. Massive. The courage to participate in transformations. When needed without causing mayhem or divide. Okay, transformations are always going to happen. I don't care how big, I don't care how small your company is. You have to transform. You know, one of the, the things that I really watched as a youngster, and again, this is my followership. I'm still a follower. I, at, my, at my rank, both in the mafia, within the industry, you know, I'm in the Hall of Fame. You know, I remember standing up there when we got in, in, inducted, and one of the guys, you know, everybody on the stage was 70-plus years old. So one of the guys goes, hey, how old are you? And I think at the time I was 54, 53. And they go, hey, what are you going to do for the next 30 years? And I was like, have fun. Build, get more people in the Hall of Fame. You know, build up others. You know, show people how to do it when they're in their 40s. You know, just cut it off. Those were the, the, the giant slayers of our time. I'm standing on those guys' shoulders to this day. You know, is that, that is sign. And then this is really important, is has the courage to leave. Every career ends. Every time ends. You know, so on search and rescue, if we're on a mission, is that if we've got, if we've got, there's usually anywhere from three to nine of us, just depending on what we're doing, right? Well, if Dave is our specialist in ropes, and Dave's the only one that knows ropes, and we all show up, we got to get the ropes, build mission. No. Dave might be the badass ropes, but he's going to take and make us junior badasses because there's going to be a day that he's not there. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, in search and rescue. I'm a, well, I'm really good at tracking, really, really good at it. But I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none on everything else. You know, I can do every. Someone says, okay, Doyle, hey, we need you to set up a blade. We got to get down this. Good. It's not going to be as pretty as Dave's. Dave taught me how to do it. It's going to be safe. I guarantee you. Not going to look as good, but we're going to be able to get down. There, say, am I going to do it in this? No, it's going to take me three times as long, three times as long, but it's going to be safe. All through, right? So, as a matter of fact, we're going to go through a lot more rope and webbing and everything else because, man, I'm going to make sure because I'm not Dave, I'm not going to get any injured. So, the courage to leave, what does that mean? Is that a good and therefore leader is going to know when the time has come? Is the time has come? And, you know, it's, it's weird because at different can you imagine? can you imagine being a professional athlete, okay? I can't imagine. I remember when the day I couldn't play football anymore, the day I knew I was never going to put a uniform on again, never going to slip a helmet on. You know, I'm sitting over there. Every once in a while, I know he's looking. I still put it on. <laughs> um, but it's, it's – can you imagine going from the time you're five until you're 35 one day? realizing it's time to leave the game 
but yet they have to do it every year, yeah. you know. And we've all seen the athletes that it's past time, buddy. Right. You should have left a while ago. It's getting a little toxic. It's getting a little hard to watch. You know, it's time to move on. Yeah. You know, and you respect that. So profound successions don't come naturally. They don't come. They don't come quick. They don't come without wisdoms. And what I mean, people say wisdom, wisdoms. You got to have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of wisdoms. You got to have a lot of areas that you're comfortable in. You got to have a lot of area that you're. It's really important to do that. So this is pretty cool. Uh, my 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 computer is going to go dead. See, we're ordered up just in time, and uh, Chris, <laughs> we're going to pull that slide up. Is we want to thank Double oh, Black for right. doing this, and we want to take in and, and uh, let us know how you can we help you. Yeah, let us know how you can be a success. Uh, make sure to make a comment, tell us, share. Most importantly, is this Memorial Day? It's not a happy Memorial Day. I, I really don't like it when people say that because the meaning of Memorial Day are, are men and women we've lost. And it's not a down day, it's a day of remembrance. Go out, have that barbecue, have that time with family because you're blessed because those men and women gave up the ultimate sacrifice so that we, you and I can go and do that in this great country. And so go out and have an amazing, amazing Memorial Day weekend and study being a follower, mad followership. Get into it. So, Chris, any closing word? Man, you know, you just a little bit. I had some I had some thoughts on when you talked about having the courage to leave. You know, I spent I spent way too long in an industry that I didn't belong in anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't have the courage to leave when it was time to. And so when I eventually got did get that courage you know, it changed my life and, and for the better. So that's just kind of, that's just kind of my thought there. Well, and that's an important thought. So, sorry, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a extension cord to pull it, plug in. Cause I didn't know it was going to eat this much electricity up uh, this much power, but you know, and, 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 and a lot of people think leaving an organization is tough. You know, it's I'm, I'm, I'm often asked at, at my age, you know, Hey, when are you going to retire? Jeez. It's not even in the, it's it's not even it's it's not even process. You know, it's just it's just not not. So to 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 build a to even think that is is beyond you know beyond my thinking. What I do want to do is how how can I take and live the life I want and teach others how to do it also. Does that make sense? And I yep. think you know I look at Carol Shelby. I remember seeing Carol Shelby and there's other greats too. But Carol worked in the booth at SEMA. 87 years old, dude, and the guy is pat there. There was no way they could bottle his energy. There's no way they could bottle Carol Shelby's presence. There's no way. I don't care if he was 30 or 80. I, I, you, there's no way when you got in the, in the presence of the man, you knew you were with greatness. I mean, just standing back, my first time to see him and seeing him, there's no way I'm going to approach him. He's right there. I could have gone up. Why didn't I? I was scared to death. I didn't deserve it. I was a follower. See where I'm going? But you know what's amazing is when I did work up the courage one time, you know, 
is that the wisdom that spewed from him was lifetime. I've mentioned it a hundred times, yeah. two, 200, 300 times. But there's plenty of other men and women that are the same way. And, and when you see somebody like that, the best thing I can tell you to do is, is, is pick their brain. Pick their brain. And I, I, I'll leave you with this. When you, when you see amazing, when you come in contact with people with profound success, because we're in an industry that we're going to come across them, okay? We're going to be in their presence. We're going to be working for them. Is every time that you're in their presence, very, very respectfully, very quietly, ask them one question, only one. Don't talk, listen. Don't say a word except for the thank you at the end. Suck it in, because what that person's going to do is if they saw that you respected their time, they're going to share more. Every time you're in their presence, they're going to give you gold nuggets of wisdom, and that is absolutely priceless. So on this next uh, on this next episode, next next Wednesday morning, we're going to talk about tying in, go back a little bit on followership, and we're going to talk about bringing that into leadership and what makes good leadership. And I'm not talking leadership because it, it was a a, a, a real conversation I had. Is we had the biggest that we ever had was about 36 staff members, okay, and plus Diane and I. So right at 40, it was a big staff, okay. It was a really big staff, and and I managed that staff pretty well. So the mafia starts growing, right? This is a few years ago. It's you know 100 and at that time 125 people, and I had to go to the membership and say, look, I don't have to run. I don't have to run this organization. It, it's just too damn big. We had people among our ranks that ran six, seven hundred member companies. That were 125 was nothing. They were they were very comfortable in that arena. I wasn't, so I had to I had to leave that position, and and relinquish that. And it did take a little bit of time for me to adjust of other people taking on leadership roles. Now I'm completely I am I'm I'm a follower of the leadership. All I can do is give wisdom. I let the group. The nice thing about that is, is every platform that we we realize in life and business is we are a little older. You're going to have people that sometimes are you're you're taking and leading that are older than you, and sometimes you're going to have a lot of people that are younger than you. Is as you age, you've got to do so gracefully with the intent of bringing in the youth. And absorbing, absorbing the energy of youth, not pushing it away. So many people criticize. I work with, you know, military. You know, they're young. Yeah. I mean, I walked into a room this last weekend, and it's 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 all these really just just out of of, of basic, just out of boot, you know. And they turn around, and you know, they're they're talking to me, and they're looking at me like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they're respectful. They really were, but. I mean, it makes you feel, you know, your age comes on real quickly, you know, when you're in a group that young. But years ago, I remember being in that group, and they're going, and 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 the, one of the young one of the young soldiers asked me. He says, "You know, Chief, what was uh, God? What was the best president you ever served under me?" And I went, "Wow, so Abraham Lincoln was pretty cool." And he goes, "Really?" And I was like, "No, are you kidding me? Come on, you know." <laughs> You know, so but you know it, it. It's I'm of the mindset that I'm seeing, and Chris, I think Chris, you'll agree. 
is that this the, the current there's a middle ground of society that is a little confused. I think that the young people coming in right now in their teens and twenties are pretty amazing folks. I I think they're seeing some things that the generation just before them and and didn't see. And I think they're seeing a lot that my generation didn't see. And I think it's kind of going full circle back to where we're going to get a small percentage of those individuals that are like the greatest generation ever. Those people that fought World War II and everything else. I think we've got some dedicated young people that are at that level. They're not lazy. Not, not, not all of them. But the ones that we're seeing that are positive, what they're seeing is that they've watched their parents, which many times are my age, work their asses off for what? And I think they're questioning that now. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of preach that. Don't do as I did. Don't do as I did. You know, as Steve Harvey says it best, and I, I just, I, 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 I've adopted that. Is that you know, it took my entire forties to fix my entire thirties. You know, bad habits. Steve says it took his true. Yeah, because I had great habits in my twenties. Great follower, great follower. I was learning. When I went into the leadership role, what I didn't realize was I wasn't all that. And I overtaxed and overworked myself because I hadn't learned the skill base in a good follower in depth yet. And so instead of taking and coming back a little ways, is that I had to. I thrust myself into the leadership role in my companies. I was known in the industry. I could care less about that. I wasn't after that at all. But what I'd done is I created a pretty, a pretty sizable operation or operations, many, many businesses underneath our shell company. And it, it took a lot more leadership than what I was capable of, of, of delivering to those companies. So I was learning from drinking from a fire hose, yeah. Yeah. you know, is because rapid growth, that's the cost of rapid growth. And in my case, I just wasn't ready for it, you know. Did I make it? Yeah. Did I learn a lot? Yeah, no regrets. Would I go back and change anything? No, no, not really. I just wish I would have slowed the pace down and realized that Rome's not built in a day, and I can only throw so many bricks at it, and if you don't have enough bricklayers, the bricks start stacking up on top of you. And that first, second, and third failure. Exactly. That's it. First, second, and third not defeat. It's learning. It's an opportunity. The lessons of lessons. The lessons of lessons. The lessons of life. So, hey, Chris, uh, I think we're I think we're done, bud. Anything to add on after that little? No, I'm 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 good. Just uh, you know the usual. Uh, if you like this, share it. Um, we'd we'd love for you to share it. We'd love to see it getting out there more. And uh, if you got comments, let us know. Email us. Um, you know, it's Chris at DetailingSuccess.com and Rennie at DetailingSuccess.com. You know, let us know uh, if if there's something you want to hear in the future. If there's something you liked, or there's something you didn't like, we we love to hear the feedback. So, but that's what I got. <laughs> They're saying if you haven't come to the training, you should. So I didn't say. It. Um, thank you. I'll pay you later. I'll buy you a coffee. Um, <laughs> hey, so, hey, thanks a lot, everybody. Again, uh, you know, Memorial Day. Take a moment, and uh, God, we live in an awesome country. And, and what we have to a lot of people is really screwed up right now. We're a young country in the, scheme, the, 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 in the, the greater uh, scheme of things. We're a really young country, and we're going to have some hiccups, but 
our freedoms we have has been paid by gallons and gallons of blood. Gallons of blood. And we got to remember those, those, the prices paid and those that, that paid it. And uh, take a second between having that hot dog and that burger and that beer. And uh, just take a quiet moment and, and, and thank those that have paid that price and the families of those, those people. So, all right, guys, Chris, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. And uh, with that, happy detailing all. We'll see you later.